Uncle Simon's uh, top 10 album countdown. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, last week's episode was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was very insightful. There were some curveballs thrown in there that I didn't expect. Well, apart from the fact that um, we, we talked for 25 minutes about ones that aren't going to be in our top 10 and spent <laughs> about three minutes talking about one that was. So, yeah. I, think with a, I think with a game as high a risk as this one, uh, you've got to pay homage to the ones that didn't make the list after losing <laughs> sleep for weeks over who would make the list. It also helps build up the tension as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, definitely. People will be thinking, oh, I can't wait to listen to the second episode. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so here we go. So, uh, this is episode two. Um, see, see you later. Bye. Do you want to do your number 10? Yeah, I can do. It's a weird one. This is a weird one because I shouldn't, I shouldn't like it. And uh, Is it Spice Girls? <laughs> um, it was released on 16th of May, 2008. Right. It features collaborations with David Bowie and the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Um, it was recorded in 2007. Uh, it got to number 64 on the UK album charts. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, it was uh, produced by David Sitar and featured 10 songs uh, by Tom Waits and it yeah. got to uh, number it got to number nine in Australia <laughs> hmm. 2008 collaborations with Bowie and yeah yeah yes and, yeah. and, and, and Tom Waits did ten, what what was Tom the Tom Waits Tom Waits songs. Oh, so there's covers. There's a lot of Tom Waits covers on there. Yeah. Is Tom Waits the guy who... Um, uh, yeah, he's great. He's... Uh, he's um, that's, 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 where, um, that's where Heath Ledger's Joker came from, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, from, from an interview he did. Yeah, where he's yeah. got the cigarette and he's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's a really... Yeah, it, yeah, that's quite a powerful interview, that, actually. I think he's, he's fantastic, is Tom Waits. He was also in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Tom Waits was? Yeah, yeah. He played uh, Renfield, was it? He's in prison most of the time. You know, the other day I spent 10 minutes trying to remember to tell Fatima how Tom Waits died until I realised he was still alive. (laughs) (laughs) How did you tell her he died? I went through an assortment of celebrity deaths. (laughs) I mean, I was like, like, he drowned in the Mississippi. No, that was Jeff Buckley. (laughs) Uh, I think it was a shotgun. No, that was that was Kurt Cobain. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to have to Google it because I profess me. I thought I profess me love for him. I've got to back it up with facts. And uh, yeah, obviously the man's still alive. So I'm trying, uh, I, I'm trying to think of who you are thinking of. I think it was Buckley, to be honest. Really? I think it was Tim Buckley. Uh, not uh, not Tim. Bloody yeah, uh, Jeff Buckley's dad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This album then. Bloody hell. So it's 2008. Uh, yeah. to, to be honest, I, I can't get it from the clues you've given me. Are there any others, slightly more obvious ones, that might help me? It's a she, and um, she's an actress. Um, and she's an a- she's an actress. What films has she been in? Um, Avengers. She's a solo artist, or is she part of a band? So a uh, solo. Somebody else. I think if I haven't got it by now, I don't think I am going to get it. All right, go on then. Um, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Really? Yeah. That's in your... Scarlett Johansson is in your <laughs> top ten. Absolutely. I didn't even know she had an album. Yeah, she did two, technically. 
it, it's quite electronic, obviously. I think I think it was the David Bowie um, collaboration that got me listening to it in the first place. And I wish I could play it to you. I, I can't. I did not expect that. That I did no. not. I, I did not expect that. And I listened to, and it is one of my most listened to albums on iTunes as well. So uh, you know, it's, I've done. I've done the facts. Um, I'll definitely give it a listen. Um, <laughs> um, you, there is points when you think it is probably Tom Waits singing, um, right? But it is It's and it is again one that you, I can listen to the whole way through. I'm kind of feeling like it's going to sound like me doing a lot of your Corona songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, not far off. Not far off. Um, yeah, and it's it's an odd one. It's um, it's it's weirdly embarrassing because Charlotte thinks I like it because I fancy Scarlett Johansson, and that's the case. Not not really. Not really. Yeah, yeah. Not really. Everyone fancies Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> um, since I saw her in uh, Home Alone four, I was you know when she was twelve. It was very no, that, that was Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Pesci is actually one of the night fellows. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he actually did an Elton John. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just call it John Pesci. Um, it's, it's got a sound all the way through, I suppose. Is probably I mean, that, that's, that's the least I would expect from an album, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the problem yeah. is that I'm struggling to justify it. But you don't I, need to. If that's what you're into, for, for me, for me, certain albums are like a finger up the bum. If that's what you're into, <laughs> you don't need to justify it. That's just what you're into. <laughs> okay, just just want to let you know. <laughs> I, I, I know it's our first date, but um, <laughs> I uh, like the Scarlett Johansson album. I'd like a finger up the bum. Is that yeah. what you're trying to say? Yeah. 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 yeah, as 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 as, um, as stars in your eyes said, uh, no, uh, not stars in your eyes. Catchphrase. It, it's good, but it's not right. Tonight, Matthew, I'll be having a finger up my bum whilst listening to Scarlett. You know what I've realised? I've just done. I've given you my number nine before I've given you my number ten. I'm looking now. Isn't, give, isn't, give, isn't, this, isn't this where I described Blade Runner as my third, even though it was my fourth? <laughs> first? Yeah. I have. I've just, I've just looked now, and I've just thought, oh, bollocks! I've, I've actually that was my number nine was War of the Worlds, and not number ten. Right. So <clears> should <throat> we cancel this recording and start again? <laughs> no, I think we're good. But you got yeah. away. You got away with just pretending that your tenth was nine. I don't think there's a great. I don't think there's any difference between nine and ten. To be honest, I think right. the. the that was just a formality for me. It was just a tick box exercise was distinguishing nine from 10. Do you want my number 10? Yeah, go on. Go on then. My number 10, let me give you some, some clues. It's a live album. and It was actually the 10th overall album by this person. And it was released in 1994. It received a nomination, a Grammy nomination um, for the best record sleeve packaging design. Right. Okay. And it was, and and the, and it was, uh, it was shot using a Pentax K one thousand. Right. So it's a live album that came out in ninety four, and it was a double album. Yeah. 
have okay have have i heard of this band yes absolutely he was he wait 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 wait, wait, wait. oh all oh, right okay it's not genesis no am i close yeah <laughs> very close uh yeah oh uh peter gabriel yes correct and the live uh it's a live album Live albums. There was Us, Them. No, Us and Them is a Pink Floyd song. <laughs> oh, the, the, only, the only Peter Gabriel album I remember coming out was the what in around that time. No, that was '94. That was '94. No, '93. No, Did it have Steam on it? Yeah, but you're Did thinking it? of the. So what you're thinking of is the his first album when he broke from Genesis, and it was called So. Uh, no, no. Uh, the one with Steam on was um, 93, 94. And it had um, Blood of Eden on with Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, oh, Real World. Real World? Almost. <laughs> Not Real World? Oh, Secret Real World. World. Secret, Secret World. World. There you go. I'm, I'm, t- I'm classing that as a point for me. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realise we had a point-keeping scheme. <laughs> I didn't until then. Yeah. Um, Secret World Live. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and to be honest, there's not a great deal to say about it other than it, it's an absolutely um, fantastic live performance. And you've got on there, um, he, played, he played 12 tracks and he opened with Come Talk to Me with the famous phone box and pulling the phone away and getting dragged back into the phone box. Um, he played Shake in the Tree. Uh, <clears throat> Steam was, a, was, a, was, was on there. Um, Red Rain. Um, he, he did Don't Give Up, but that was with um, his uh, daughter. Right. He also did it with Tracy Chapman. And he's also done it with um, that other... Um, Singer, what she called her uh, name escapes me there, isn't it? Um, but but it, it's, it's basically an absolutely flawless live performance, and um, one of the another one of the reasons why I love the album so much from a bass player's standpoint is Tony Levin is part of Peter Gabriel's band, and Tony Levin is um, you, you, you'll note who Tony Levin is, um, because he's played he's played with David Bowie, he's played with Tom Waits, Todd Rundgren, Alice Cooper, John Lennon. Pink Floyd, Dire Straits, um, who else? Um, anyone else you might? Brian Ferry, Paul Simon, is Cher, uh, Asia, Alice Cooper, Lou Reed. He's an absolutely amazing um, bass player. Um, but I, I then went on to listen to, he's, other, he's got another band that he plays in with uh, members of Dream Theatre. Right, okay. Called The Liquid Tension Experiment. Right, okay. Um, and he's just absolutely amazing and he, he plays bass on Secret World and I actually felt like when you listen to a lot of the tracks on the album and then compare them with what Tony Levin did with them on the Secret World Live thing it, he makes he transforms them with his bass line um, so the songs I only listen to in that version um, because it's ten times better than what was done in the studio um, so Secret, Secret World was actually my number ten and War of the Worlds uh, was number nine, and, and and all of my top ten have got the word world in. <laughs> number, eight, really. n- number eight is the soundtrack to the Lost World, Jurassic Park. <laughs> number one is Spice World. <laughs> <laughs> so you're my number nine then. 
Oh, please do. Right, so this album was released. So, it was released on 26th of May, 1967. 67. 67. Um, it was regarded as one of the first concept albums. And it was recorded, they spent an extra long time on the recording of this album because they decided to stop touring so they could focus more on the studio stuff. Um, it sold 32 million copies. It's still the best-selling uh, UK recorded album of all time. There's not a compilation. Any ideas? Is it the Beatles? Potentially. Is it Sergeant? No. Is it Sergeant Peppers? It is. Yeah. It is. Well done. Okay. Yeah. There, there we go. go. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. Um, so and extra information out for you. <laughs> and the cover was cover was designed by Peter Blake and uh, John Howard. The cover art, because of the releases of every single person that was on the actual album, cost the equivalent now of £55,000. Wow. Just, okay. to gain, just to gain the, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the publishing rights of the people's faces that were on it. Um, Strawberry Fields and Penny Lane was introduced as a, like a taster for the album before it came out and then never ended up being on the album. So Strawberry Fields and Pain Lane were never on an actual album, even though everyone's heard of them. Brian Wilson. Yeah, of Roxy Music. <laughs> of the Beach Boys. Um, <laughs> loved Revolver so much that he tried to copy the sound of Revolver for Pet Sounds, um, which is a good album on, on its own anyway. And then they tried to take it a step further with Sgt. Pepper. So it was like a backwards and forwards with where they were recording it. It's, it's sold more than 32 million. So is it a biggest selling album? Yeah. Uh, we're talking UK? Uh, yeah. Talking, yeah. Um, uh, throughout the world. Biggest selling album of all time? No. Uh, because no. obviously you've got some compilations that were more... Uh, like Eagles' greatest hits, I think is the best-selling album of the whole. Uh, but that's not that's not classed as a studio album because it's a compilation. Yeah. So, and in, in England, I think it's Queen's greatest hits is number one. The, the first I heard of it was um, they came out in 1967, didn't it? And it was the 20th anniversary of so 1987. I listened to a documentary. I must have been Radio Two. And the so the first time you heard it was 1987? 1987. So I'd have been about 12. I'd have been 12. Yeah. For some reason, I was sat in my dad's car and my dad disappeared for an hour. I don't know what he was doing. It could have been work-related. It could not have been. And there was this documentary on it. And my dad sort of said, oh, listen to this. It's about Sergeant Pepper. And I've not heard it. And they spent about 20 minutes describing how they did for the benefit of Mr. Kite. Um, which is the one where they got the uh, Hammond organ to play the uh, like the the, cinem the uh, circus music, the do, the do, the do, the do, the do, and they didn't like what they recorded, so they cut it all up into sections, threw it all up in the air, and then wherever the tape landed, they stuck it together. Oh, okay. And that's how they recorded the organ music. That and at points you kind of hear it go. And it is just the fact that they just just recorded it as it was. And I thought, that is amazing. 
Yeah, it is an absolute cracker. And and to be honest, I haven't listened to it enough, really. No. Um, whenever I listen to a, usually when I listen to a Beatles song and I, and I look at what album it was from, it's typically my favourite Beatles songs are from that album. Yeah, but I know I've listened to that more. And it's recorded. It sounds like somebody's like smashing a load of crabs in the, in the sink. It's sure it's punching pitta breads. It's the packet ten feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> we used to we used to live in an old people's home. Yeah. So my mum was a warden in an old people's home, and at the time, so they could hear the intercom, they supplied them all with um, like the first sort of in in here in. In in ear headphones, um, and as in you can hear it in here. <laughs> can hear it in here in my ear, um, and they were mono. Yeah, so it was basically just enough for them to hear. You know, my mum sort of saying, "Are you okay? Yeah, okay, all right, thanks, bye." And she'd do that like through them all, and obviously they 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 ended. <laughs> And they ended up with spares of them. So I had a, I think I got a Walkman for my, it would have been 11th or 12th birthday. And the headphones broke really, really soon after. And they were like, the, you know, the bands, the silver bands with the orange um, yep. sponge on the side of them. Um, so I said, oh, my, my headphones are broken. So I said, I'll, I'll go and get you some of the headphones that we give to the, to the old people. And... Um, so I had on them. It was just like a, it, it looked like a proper hearing aid. So I used to go around doing all my um, with the uh, paper round and walk to school and back and everything like that with, with this hearing aid in. <laughs> and I didn't know because it was mono. You only got one side. So obviously, when you got something like Sergeant Pepper that was recorded properly in stereo, you only got to hear half the song. So for about five years, I only technically heard half of Sgt. Pepper. So if you ever listen to it on a proper sort of stereo system, or if you listen to headphones and cover one up, you'll, you'll find that Paul is recorded in the left and John is recorded in the right. So I only heard Paul's vocals for about five years. So <laughs> the first time I listened to into stereo, I was just like, where are these words coming from? Because <laughs> uh, I've never heard that half of the album. Yeah. And, and you sort of get it, you know, sometimes if you listen to it and you one speaker, you're sat close to one speaker, you only hear one side of it. But obviously when you've got speakers, you can kind of hear it in the background. But yeah. when you have only got one mono, you literally only hear half of it. Yeah, yeah. So I heard it again about sort of five years later. It's like it's amazing. It's even better. It was like you listened for the first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, or I listened to one side, and things you couldn't switch it. You couldn't decide to listen to one side one day because it was only one ear. So yes, that's my number 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 nine side of pepper. It probably okay. should be, it probably should be higher. It probably should. Yeah, but I think you could say there's, there's a case to be argued for all of these. But it's yeah. so. Should we do my number eight then? Yeah, go on. Right, let me bring me facts up. This one you might you might struggle with. Nickelback. Okay, <laughs> it's not Nickelback now. <laughs> um, it was released in March in 1970. It was the first instance of a three-piece becoming a quartet. Um, it also topped the pop album chart for one week and generated three top 40 singles. 
Um, it was re-released in 1977. The cover was changed from black to brown. Um, and in 2003, the album was ranked 148 on Rolling Stone's magazine list of the... It was 148. Obviously, the 148 best album in the world is... And it was 148 on Rolling Stone's list of the top 500 greatest albums of all time. Um, the, the current sales sit at over 8 million and it's the highest selling album of each of the members involved to date. Uh, so it was released in March 1970, it was reissued in 1977. No, it was, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Right, okay. And it was the first instance of a trio becoming a quartet. Mm. I want to say Pink Floyd, but I'm not sure. No. Uh, do you want me to give you, do you want me to give you, um, I can give you some names of the singles released from the album. Okay. Um, so one of them was called Carry On. Right. Um, one of them, which could give it away, one of them was called Almost Cut My Hair, which is one of my favourites. No. Um, Woodstock. Right. And Helpless. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. You're struggling. <laughs> yeah. Um... I'll tell you what. I tell you what, I'm gonna try and sing you one of the singles. And you will know, I, I'm pretty confident you'll know the song, whether or not it'll draw you directly to this album. Not the Walker Brothers. No. No. Okay, uh, okay. The Who? No. <laughs> Four Tops? <laughs> no, unless they were unless they were called the tri the triple tops. I know. The three tops. No, go on, go on. I'm going to sing you a song. Jimmy Hendrix. What about? Tell me, tell me if you're familiar with this song. Our house is a very, very, very nice house. Nice house with three cats in the yard. Life used to be so hard. But every day is easy because of you. Because of you. Trogs. Hey? Trogs. No. Um, no, go on. I give up. You give up? E it's Crosby, Stills, Nash oh, and Young. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And, it's, and it's their uh, Deja Vu album. Right, okay. And it was the, um, so Crosby, Stills and Nash released uh, the first album in 1969. And then um, Neil Young um, joined them for Deja Vu in 1970. And it was just hit after hit, to be honest, on that album. Um, it's absolutely awesome. It's so good. And uh, yeah, it's one of them. I, I, I think I first heard it about, yeah, it'll probably be about 15, 16 years ago again. And um, the first song I heard was Carry On, which is their opening track, and it's that right. uh, acoustic opening. 
and it's really, really strong. It's like a ding, ding, a ding, a ding, ding, a ding, a ding, a ding, a ding, a ding. It's really, really good. But it's one of them. It's one of them albums again that we were talking about before, where every single song is just something completely new, and it's hard to just like you listen to Carry On, and it's like, oh fuck, now I've got to listen to Teacher Children, which is song number two. Oh fuck, I've got to listen to Our House. I, I, the only song I know of theirs is Marrakesh Express. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's not on the album, but yeah, no. that is a Crosby still, Stills and Nash song, yeah. Yeah, I know that one, but I, 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 I know our house, but... Uh, That's the one I sang you. Yeah, yeah. I, but um, I, I, I was thinking of the Madness version. It's 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 uh, yeah. it's it's a shame that you only know Marrakesh Express because they're um, honestly if you look at Crosby, Stills and Nash live performances, there's some amazing stuff in there. Yeah, um, they were so so good. Um, D- uh, Crosby, Cros- um, David Crosby did quite a famous album called um, "If I Could Only Remember My Name," and then Nash Graham Nash did "Songs for Beginners." Um, so, so all- what album is that? Deja Vu. I've heard that album title before. He also, um, there's a couple of quite famous That's people. That's joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. I, I can put it past that one by. Sorry, Simon. <laughs> it's harder to get your cues when we're uh, doing it. Uh, or, or, yeah, but you know, if, video we was, if we were sat in the same room, I'd be staring at you waiting for a reaction. From yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'd have got the death there. Yeah, I'd have got your death there. Laugh now, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> The anticipation was so big for the album that by January 1970, Atlantic Records had taken two million in pre-orders. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing that you can just rattle off these facts. Honestly, this. <laughs> you know, you ever read, you ever read Thomas Harris's uh, uh, Hannibal, Le- you know, Hannibal Lecter books? Yeah. Yeah, and he talks about his mind, uh, mind palace. That's what this is, Simon. What, what, what was the be- what was the best one of those that you? Yeah. Um, Silence of the Lambs. Are you going to say Hannibal? No, Red Dragon. Oh, that was fucking no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll save this for the book one. That was boring. <laughs> that no, was boring. No, no, it was no, so no. boring. When she's touching the tiger's balls. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a few years. Are you talking about uh, Joe Exotic? I don't know why it stayed with me. <laughs> oh, clearly, it's quite powerful. So get your Mills and Boone. <laughs> yeah. I don't want Tiger Cuppage. Yeah. So I, I, I seem to remember that was a better book, but I might be wrong. I mean, you are, you are, you are wrong. I might have just got distracted with Tiger Balls. <laughs> if that's the benchmark, if that. <laughs> that's how I rate my books how many balls out of tiger balls out of five <laughs> <coughs> why were we talking about that uh, I, don't, I don't know how you get onto it to be honest <laughs> from Crosby Stills and Nash <laughs> so anyway so, so I, 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 I will promise you I'm going to listen to Deja Vu yeah uh, you definitely should yeah. I'm, I'm going to listen sure to Scarlett Johansson I'm pretty sure I've said that before <laughs> I get it this time. (laughs) (laughs) So that was uh, episode two. (laughs) How did you feel about that? (laughs) Flew by. Absolutely flew by. Felt like no time had passed whatsoever. (laughs) Your drink is still just as full as it was at the beginning of the podcast. (laughs)
Uh, so yeah. So uh, join us next time for episode three. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks, guys. And remember to listen to the Spotify playlist that will get updated as we go along. Bye. Bye bye.